Good morning, Northlanders, and welcome to Sound Off. The Sound Off host is Brad Bennett, who has served this country as a Marine Corps sergeant during the Vietnam War and has served this community as a three-term member of the Duluth School Board. Now, Sound Off, and let your voice be heard. Here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. Well, here we are, Northlanders. Uh, here we are on a Monday morning. The balloon is gone, uh, has been uh, destroyed by that military might of Joe Biden and one, and one shot from a, a raptor. Um, but so many questions still linger. Little ones like, why did he allow it to go all the way across America before he shot it down? Now... Now, see, there's so many things. I mean, so, some might say, well, you know, he's uh, trying to pay back his millions that the Chinese government has given him and his Joe Biden, uh, uh, whatever that thing was they had in Massachusetts or in Delaware there, the Joe Biden experience, uh, or maybe because of Hunter. But, but then at the same time, we know that according to leaked information from our military we had the capability of blocking anything that came out of that spy balloon, anything that they captured in the form of uh, photographs or intelligence. Uh, we had the ability to block that from getting back to the CCP. Did we do that? Did we block it? Why did Joe Biden know about the balloon since January 28th, but the public didn't become aware of it until six days later on February 2nd? Wouldn't it, it would seem that that would be something that you would want the American public to know about or we would have a right to know about. Of course, the other question is, how did it go all the way across Canada without without the Canadian government doing anything about it as well? But there again, maybe seriously, even know. Yeah, the really. Canadians are busy watching hockey. They don't notice ah. much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, you know that. I I thought that might be the case, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> you know what I want to know, Brad, is when they hit that, it appears that the missile hit it near the bottom of the balloon where it looked like the uh, electronic equipment was located. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Why didn't they pierce the top of the balloon? And when they did that, there was this white powdery substance, at least it appeared like that. Was it filled with anthrax? Oh, it's uh, <laughs> Are we, what what is this the is this sound off or is this one of those other shows? Well, did I'm you notice sure. that though when they hit that when, when that missile or whatever it was that hit the yeah. balloon, there was seemed to be this white powdery substance. Well, a, a military friend of mine, after we saw that, uh, a military friend of mine said that that balloon is up at about forty eight thousand feet or something like that, and he said it's so cold up there that when that oxygen blows out of the balloon, uh, or whatever the balloon is held up there by that could crystallize and create that kind of a look. So it's just one speculation. I, I don't have, have the, you know, the true knowledge about it. But I do have this, Kenny. Um, this morning, of course, I was loaded all weekend looking up different stories and trying to find stuff on it. This morning, I found one of the best ones. on, on uh, It was a, a guy, a writer named James Pinkerton, who writes for a lot of different publications. He's Getty, writes for Getty's, uh, Alex Wong, uh, part of that whole group. But he put out a piece of pu publication, uh, and it had like 10 questions in it. These are the 10 things we know we need to know from the Biden administration about this balloon. 
And I thought people might be kind of interested in these. So the first one was exactly what I asked. How come the president knew about this balloon um, since January 28th? And we didn't find out about it until February 2nd. Now, of course, you know that the Biden administration has come out over the weekend and said, oh, 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 hey, this is no big deal that this balloon happened uh, during my administration. It also happened during the Trump administration. And Trump didn't uh, do anything about it either. And, of course, Trump and his whole former administration, eight or ten of his people, including his military advisors, his uh, security advisors, all of them have come out since then and said, bull hockey. <laughs> There's, uh, they said, first of all, if you want to make that accusation, prove it. Prove it. Come out and show the proof that you knew there was another one that went across the United States during the Trump administration. Otherwise, just shut up and stop playing this so, me too, me too kind of game. So I don't know who to believe. I mean, you know, uh, I suppose it's possible that something like that might have happened that he didn't know about. What? Look, the only reason we knew about, uh, well, or Biden administration knew about this was because of the spectacular eyesight of people in Montana who said, hey, 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 what the heck is that up there in the horizon? Well, well let's let's get a camera and take a check of this and of course, when they got a camera and magnified everything, they said, hmm, this don't look right. And they notified the administration and, and the rest went on from there. So there are lots of things, um, lots of things here. But that's the number one uh, deal. Why, could it have been only, uh, the, the, you know, that we didn't know anything about it because uh, they didn't want to they didn't want to mess up Anthony Blinken's trip to Beijing, which has now been postponed, of course, because of the. Uh, the balloon, but were they trying to keep it a secret so that the this trip could go off without any flaws? Mm, I don't know. Who knows? Uh, number two, we know that the liberals often pride themselves by re by preferring negotiations to confrontation. And of course, your senior climate advisor, you know that would be the uh, the, the long tall guy, that John Kerry guy has argued that the most important global issue is engaging with China on climate change. Well, if indeed that that's the number one issue, could this have been looked at it as, as a some sort of an extra a, external threat, something that was not something we wanted to get involved in, but more important to worry about the climate, the administration's desire to work with China on the climate change effect? Could that have been maybe part of the stance on the balloon? Might that explain why they let the spy balloon exit over America's airspace for a week? Remember, during that week, that thing came down through Canada, across Montana, throughout the Midwest, taking uh, copious photographs, I would assume, of any military establishment along the way, any industrial establishment, maybe military operations, uh, maybe manufacturing operations, who knows? Uh, Donald Trump, of course, said shoot down the balloon. Interesting, your fellow Democrat, Leon Panetta, who served as Secretary of Defense uh, alongside you in the Obama administration, said the same thing, shoot down the balloon. So whose lead do we follow? Bloomberg News also reported the fourth question uh, was not the first incident. This This was not the first incident that may have happened. They claimed there may have been earlier balloons. Of course, nobody seems to have any proof positive of that. Would our, should our people uh, affirm 
that 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 uh, that statement under oath in testimony before Congress that this in fact did happen, because that might change their theory altogether. As a follow-up, Chad Wolf, the former acting Secretary of Homeland Security in the Trump administration, declared, "Bottom line: a Chinese spy balloon would never have happened under American first administration. It would have been shot down right away. Who knows? If it is the case that China." has surveillance balloons have flown over or even near the United States prior to this administration? Could you please outline the security policies that you put in place once you took office and had this knowledge so that this would never happen again? And then how did this spy balloon come down? You know, if, if, if in fact, in other words, what they're saying, put in very simple words, if in fact the Biden administration knew or thought that there were other balloons that had happened before it, what did they put in place to make sure it didn't happen during their administration? And then why did it happen? So there's lots of questions that, that need to be answered here as we go along. Uh, but we're just about to, the, well, we, I can do one more and then we're going to go to that first break here. As a follow-up, um, Representative Mike Rogers has declared, it's clear that the Biden administration has hoped to hide this national security failure from Congress and the American people. Uh, the only uh, they only shot down the balloon after it exited uh, throughout our entire uh, United States. Is Representative Rogers wrong? If so, are we willing to release the documents to bolster our, assert our assertion that he's wrong? Bloomberg News further notes in a story. You know, if, if, if in fact, in other words, what they're saying, put in very simple words. If in fact the Biden administration knew or thought that there were other balloons that had happened before it, what did they put in place to make sure it didn't happen during their administration? And then why did it happen? So there's lots of questions that, that need to be answered here as we go along. Uh, but we're just about to, the, well, we, I can do one more and then we're going to go to that first break here. As a follow-up, um, Representative Mike Rogers has declared, it's clear that the Biden administration has hoped to hide this national security failure from Congress and the American people. Uh, the only uh, the only shot down the balloon after it exited uh, throughout our entire uh, United States is Representative Rogers wrong? If so, are we willing to release the documents to bolster our search, our assertion that he's wrong? Bloomberg News further notes in a story credited to a total of six of its reporters, uh, Biden administration knew it had to exercise extreme caution, especially in what was a heated political environment ahead of the 2024 election, with Republicans agitating on which party would strike a harder or tougher line on China, this is how you see the Chinese spy balloon issue as a political matter instead of a an American safety matter, as a source of potential vulnerability in your uh, possible re-election campaign, and then. The number eight question, I kind of referred to it earlier, has that 54.6 million in donations from unreliable, well, not unreliable, but unreported sources in China that poured into your think tank, the Penn Biden Center, did that affect your thinking on China at all? I mean, can you be bought by so many millions of dollars? Mm. That's just a question, I guess. I want to remind all of you as we go on this first break, this is a tough time of the year for all of us. Winter is tough. It's cold. It's miserable. 
But it also reminds us, as you're locked indoors a lot of times, of some of those nice projects that you want to get done on your home uh, before you get to this point next year. Maybe leaking windows need to be replaced. Uh, maybe a new roof put on. Maybe a deck this summer so you can enjoy the outside, outside weather. Well, you know what? All of that can be done by giving Jim Peralt Construction a call at 218-723-8477. That's 218-723-8477. Jim Peralt Construction has been in the business here for 50-plus years. Jim Peralt Construction, 218-723-8477. And we'll be right back after this break. Your Twin Ports home for Twins Baseball. In the corner. KDAL. KDAL time is 1123, 23 degrees at the National Weather Service in Duluth, 26 in Hayward, 22 in Hibben, and 25 degrees at the Sky Harbor Airport. Twins baseball here on KDAL, Brad. And we've got uh, spring training Saturday, February 25th, noon. That's a game with the Twins in Tampa Bay. Yes. We'll make that one. Now, the first, we do carry spring training, so sound off will be interrupted starting Monday, February 27th, and that's going to occur throughout the baseball season, but Monday, February 27th, sound off will be shortened from 10 a.m. to noon. Well, and that be shortened a little bit, but we're also going to be a little earlier that day, which is... Uh you know, a kind of a nice arrangement that we have with Bruce Siski that uh, when when this happens, uh, he kind of gives us a little bit of time up early. Uh, so we're going to get a schedule out on that, I'm sure, so we I can well, I have my one. calendar here. I, Do you? I, okay. Yeah. Did you not get a copy of this? Not not yet. Well, not that I'm aware, unless I'll look through my junk mail. Sometimes that stuff goes into my junk let's mail. Let's see here. So. You should have gotten a copy of this. This came from the top. Uh, yeah, you got a copy of this. Did you? Maybe not. I'll send it to you. I'll forward it to you. All right, please. Yeah. Well, anyway, I don't know if you noticed, uh, well, l- let me get the rest of these 10 questions out because I think these are very insightful questions, some of them anyway. Well, most all of them. Um, so w- this this other, we, we found out at the same time that there's another Rush, or another Chinese satellite that is evidently uh, working its way across, um, you know, through, through uh, South America. Well, what happens if that satellite changes direction and comes back around, comes up north and ends up in our airspace? Are we going to shoot that down before it hits the American airspace? Uh, or you know, what is our what's our procedure? What's our policy on this? Now, I, I understand that uh, Jolton Joe is going to come out and have. Uh, is he having a State of the Union or his? Is that? Is that like tomorrow? When is that? Do you know? Do you have the date on that, Kenny? I, I think it I, is. I, I don't have all the details on it, but I'll look okay. into it. Yeah, and I'm hoping maybe he'll come out in that and kind of set uh, the stage for any other further invasion of our uh, territory, of our governmental territory here in America. In other words, next time one comes through, we're not going to wait so long. We're going to take it down immediately when it comes to the attention of the eyes of uh, the folks out in um, uh, Wyoming, <laughs> which I guess is how it first came about. Okay, so that's that one. Then then it has been reported that the Chinese spy balloon deliberately avoided Russian airspace. In other words, it came across... Well, it, it came from China, then came up the straits there, not 
not traversing across Russian Siberia and all that and went directly into Alaska and then down through Canada. Um, is that is that kind of standard procedure? Did they have something worked out with the Russians ahead of time? Why do you think the Chinese chose to treat America differently? And speaking of Russia, what will the U.S. do if Russia sends over a spy balloon? Well, I, with uh, tensions as high as they are right now with us supplying uh, the enemy that they're at war with, all the materials they need to war with them, I would hope that we would take that out of commission right away because who knows what might be on that. So that's the 10th question. There's a lot of questions there that I think need to be directed, need to be answered. I have one other question for you, Kenny, before we go to our CBS break at the bottom of the hour. <clears throat> um, are, are we still going to be able to uh, have uh, interviews and commercials with uh, Russ Francisco now that he's become a big shot? <laughs> you know what my question is? What took so long? Well, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> he just got inducted into the Fishing Hall of Fame after all these years? These Hall of Fames. Come on. Yeah, he should have been in there 10, 15 years ago. But, no, it, it's got to be an incredible honor. He's worked hard. It's more than deserving. And, no, we just now, when we talk to him, you can say, and on the phone, Minnesota Fishing Hall, Hall of Famer, of <laughs> Russ yes. Francisco. I love that. Yeah. That's going to be great. It was a nice picture of him, though, and a nice picture of his store. And, man, you can, you can see in that picture what we're talking about. If you just look at the lures that are on the wall behind him, my God. Yeah, I, I mean, he's got to have literally millions of dollars of material in that store. And it's a fun day. store. You know, and I've said over the years, uh, one of Duluth's finest tourist attractions I don't, I'm not joking about it that. I, I really no, no. mean that because you go in yes. there and, and you'll see things that it's a unique store. It's just a unique oh, store. Exactly. And and he's also one of these guys, much like so many of our other sponsors, uh, the guys from Zenith that are going to Zenith Autoglass that are going to be doing the big hunger bowl drive now. Um, but, you know, Russ has a number of his people that put on bike razors. They raise money for bikes for needy kids. They do all kinds of great things during the year. So good, good people. And not a bad place to buy, to go online if you're listening to us anywhere in the country to go online and buy uh, fishing items as well. Well, anyway, we're going to uh, take a, probably take our CBS News. Are we about that time? No, maybe. maybe. Yeah, what do you got coming up? That. I mean, you've had all well, weekend to I, prepare, Brad. I got, yes. You got I stuff? Tons of stuff. Good. I got so much stuff to jam my my printer. Okay. <laughs> now, when we when we come back, um, I, I'm going to talk a little bit about Elon Omar getting boosted, booted off of the uh, intelligence committee. Uh, I think it's way past time that she do that uh, because of some of the things she has said, you know, and some of the things she's done. Um, but I I found it rather interesting shortly after she was booted off that committee that a lot of House Democrats made another vote, which I think some of you will find rather uh, kind of, you'll think about it and look into the mirror and go, hmm, that's sure a strange deal. So anyway, we'll talk about that when we come back after our CBS News break here at the bottom of the hour. Another beat, scrub your face 
KDAL time is 11.34. The music of Bon Jovi, Limitless. Limitless Bon Jovi. It's limitless, Brad. (laughs) Well, thank you. I got my uh, schedule here. Wow, this uh, I'm going to be able to find a game or two here that I can probably enjoy. Oh, you're Um, talking Twins baseball. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm close enough to to Tampa here that we could make that game. And uh, there's a couple of other ones. Uh, Dunedin is the home of the, uh, I think it's the Toronto Blue Jays played there. So there, I know there's a game with them. Went there a couple of years ago. That was a lot of fun. Anyway, the State of the Union, people, yes, is going to be on Tuesday, February 7th. So that's uh, tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow uh, it will be at 8 p.m. For, for those of you that uh, want to check that out. Uh, by the way, the uh, the Wild are back on tonight, right? Yes, we've got Wild Hockey on the game, 7-10 a.m. at Arizona. And who, Oh, at Arizona. Oh, that's going to be a late one again. Oh, oh well. Yeah, it's, uh, what is it? It's uh, 8 o'clock drop of the puck. That's, okay, that's, so that's Duluth time. O'clock. Duluth time. Yeah, that's your time. 9 o'clock our time uh, gets pretty late. Anyway, uh, so Elon Omar, you know, and I'm not trying to refer to her as uh, some Nazi or anything, but I'm just uh, stating Spectator magazine came out. A Nazi? Uh, a, well, because Spectator kind of tied together her with Hermann Goering. Remember old Hermann Goering? He was like the number two man to Hitler. He, but his main thing was that he was the guy that was supposed to create... Uh, this uh, kind of hatred of Jews. He was the guy that orchestrated Kristallnacht. Remember that? The gigantic nationwide uh, program that resulted in the burning and smashing of synagogues and Jewish homes and businesses. Well, uh, Spectator Magazine comes out and says that uh, Goring imposed a one billion mark fine. And I didn't know this. You know, here, uh, here the Jewish synagogues and homes and businesses were destroyed. Uh, windows were busted of shop owners that had shops. And then Goring turned around and imposed a billion mark fine on the German Jewish community to pay for the cleanup and the wreckage that his Gestapo had created on the Jews. Uh, now, they go on to say in the magazine that, uh, you know, it's, there is, uh, they, he created uh, self-pity, arrogance, self-righteousness, and it's based, blessedly, uh, Elon Omar never held in her hand the concentrated power that somebody like a Herman Goering did. However, she has said more than enough to create hatred and uh, the kind of uh, distrust of the Jewish community. The demonization of Israel is the defining cause of the progressive left, uh, according to that uh, story that was out there as such. It has become the default narrative in all high reaches of the culture. Uh, This normalization of demonization of Israel allows Omar hatred to masquerade as high moral purpose among all those who have brought the anti-Israel line that has become increasingly powerful in Omar's party. And the story goes on to kind of tie the two together with the hatred and distrust of of Jews that were created during uh, the German era and how it was created by people making statements and making false accusations. And uh, they kind of relate that to, to Omar. Then you tie that together. 
And this is where I link. I'm doing the old Joe Souchere link here. Um, all of a sudden, this last weekend, there was a uh, there was a resolution that was put before uh, the um, uh, our um, the our Congress uh, to to. Uh, to ha- they had a resolution condemning the horrors of socialism. And in this resolution, it was uh, quite graphic, and they stated a lot of uh, very factual information. Uh, it was put out uh, by a number of Republicans, and it was asked for a vote, yes or no, on this resolution uh, condemning socialism. The resolution attributed the death of over 100 million people worldwide to socialism, including 10 million people sent to the gulags in the Soviet Union, between 15 and 55 million starving in the wake of the famine caused by the Great Leap Forward in China, a million people dead in the killing fields of Cambodia, up to 3.5 million starving to death in North Korea. It also noted that socialism has devastated the once thriving economies of Cuba and Venezuela. So they, they said, because of all of this, we would like a vote of Congress that, uh, that we stand firmly against the horrors of socialism. Well, it, it, it passed. The resolution passed. 328 congressmen voted in favor of it, and 86 Democrats voted against it. Why would 86 Democrats vote against simply stating socialism is not good? Socialism has killed a lot of people, has destroyed a lot of economies. Is it because maybe some of the people that voted against it, people like Elon Omar, uh, you know, Jay Paul, uh, you know, from Washington, people like that, espouse socialism? They're, they kind of push a pseudo-socialism? In fact, many of them have come right out and said they agree with socialism. Could that be the reason that they voted against a simple resolution that said we're not in favor of socialism? In fact, we're against it. And, oh, by the way, in Minnesota, we had not only Elon Omar vote against it, but we also had the uh, ever-present Betty McCollum vote against it as well. Both of them, by the way, are pretty pseudo-socialistic in uh, in what they put forward as resolutions. So I, ju- I just thought that was rather interesting. And, of course, the, the looks on some of the people in, the, in Congress as they took this vote and as Elon Omar got up to defend herself and plead, uh, well, she didn't plead, but uh, how terrible this was that the Republicans were using it for political nature. And, yeah, I'm, I'm no doubt it was a political uh, ploy. But the Democrats fell right into it. If 86 of them come out and voted against uh, the horrors of socialism, well, they fell right into the trap. And they also exposed the way they feel about so many issues. So um, it's, I think it's rather interesting that, that uh, they, they just jumped on that. Oh, by the way, the, there was a great story out this morning jumping to a whole other issue. Now, here's the deal. On this show, you can uh, get involved anytime you want, and you can make a statement about any issue you want to make a statement about. All you have to do is call up our KDAL 610 studio number, at, which is 218-722-0839. But I saw a story this morning uh, by Stephen Hayward uh, 
that talked about what is going on with windmills and how uh, we are starting to see a real negative cost, social cost, of this whole effort to try to uh, uh, make sure that we don't have any more carbon in the air, uh, you know, from fossil fuels and stuff. Uh, they talked about how windmills are getting so big, uh, they're, they're building them bigger and bigger all the time, that they're finding that they're having trouble uh, the motors and things turning the blades on a regular basis to the point that they're burning down a lot of them, and some of them have even collapsed because of winds and uh, and uh, you know conditions in the atmosphere. One fiscal risk, it turns out, uh, is be small right now is the cost of green energy, especially windmills. Uh, turns out that according to recent studies. Uh, they have been building some of these windmills as big as the Statue of Liberty. And they've had a rash of recent wind turbine malfunctions across the U.S. and Europe, ranging from failures of key components to full-out collapse of the whole system. A small function uh, of installed machines, the problem have added hundreds of millions of dollars in costs for the three largest Western turbine makers, GE, Vesta Wind Systems, and Siemens Energy, Siemens Gamma's uh, unit, which builds their turbine units. And they could result in more expensive insurance policies, a potential setback for the push to abandon fossil fuels and fight climate change. The race to add production lines for even bigger turbines is cited as a major culprit by people in the industry. We're seeing these failures happen in a short time frame on the newer turbines, and that's Quite concerning, said Francis McLean, chief ex uh, executive officer of London-based uh, G-Cube Underwriting Limited, which insures about $3.5 billion in wind assets in 38 countries. If the failure rate keeps climbing, he says, insurance premiums could increase or new coverage limits could be imposed on these units. Uh, Vesta Wind Systems, uh, AS, saw annual warranty provisions jump from roughly uh, 600, pound, 600 million pounds in 2019 to almost 1.2 billion pounds in 20, 2021 and 2020. The failure issue has become a concern for bankers and other creditors, however, uh, who, however whom, who may begin to demand higher interest rates, he said. There's an, uh, a hesitancy among insurers and lenders about these big models that haven't been tested yet. Uh, the technology alarm bells are starting to ring. See, they're wanting bigger and bigger and more solidly built units to create more and more energy because so far they haven't created even a fraction of the energy they need once they start putting all of these electric cars on the grids to be charging. Um as we can see once again, while the political marketplace says one thing, the real marketplace says something else altogether different. And if it's your own money at risk and not taxpayers' money, eh, that's going to create a problem. So uh, it, it, you know, it certainly looks like windmills and turbines and those kinds of things are going to be a bigger and bigger uh, hit in our economy in the future. Um, I guess the word from some of the manufacturers and some of the insurance companies is you might want to go a little slow and test out some of these things a little bit more before you get too deep into them.
Um, anyway, we are going to uh, take our Minnesota news break, and then we'll come back with more here on the first hour. This is the uh, this is Monday the sixth, by the way. Uh, the State of the Union address, as I said, is tomorrow evening at eight o'clock. But we'll be back shortly uh, after Minnesota news. KDAL time, 11.52, 24 degrees in Duluth at the National Weather Service, 25 degrees at the Army Corps of Engineers. And Bradley, we do have some sunshine uh, poking through here. Not a bad day today. So far. Have you, Kenny, uh, have you ever seen a picture, uh, a photograph at all of uh, of the daughter of Deb Halen? Do you know who Deb Halen is? Well, is she the New Mexico... Uh, Gal that's yes. now in the uh, Biden administration. In, yeah, she's Department the head of, interior? of the Interior Secretary. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Have, Have I seen, seen a picture of daughter? her daughter? Yeah. No. What am I missing? Oh, you're missing a lot, buddy. Uh-oh. <laughs> What's her name? I'll look it up. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, let me see if I can. Yeah, it's it's Soma, S O M A H, Halen. She's 28. She's a. <laughs> She, well, what would he put as that? <laughs> She's a freaking radical environmentalist. Oh, well, she there's is, a lot of them oh, out there. Oh, yeah, but who's her mother? Well. <laughs> yeah, so it might explain why her mother's uh, doing some of the things she's done as this uh, head of the... But when you see the picture of the daughter... Oh, man. Well, I've I've seen pictures here. I don't see anything that jumps out at me as being too. You don't see tattoos covering her body from head to toe. Well, she's clothed. Oh well, no. then that it's not the not the picture I have. Okay, here's I one. A... Yeah, she's wearing tattoos here. She's tatted up. Oh yes, she's yeah. got them all okay, over the I place. I mean, they're yeah. everywhere. Well, so did a lot of Marines and Navy guys. I mean, come on, not like this. Oh, not okay. not on their thighs and on their uh, knees. And you're on looking their elbows at her thighs. And... <laughs> yeah. Well, this picture happens to show her in a pair of uh, bib overhauls. I, I, That's all she's. I got. have. I see the and picture. She's flashing here. the peace yep. sign. I see. I'm seeing yeah. the picture. Okay. Well, it 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 when you see the picture, it kind of then you kind of know, uh, and and what how how absolutely environmentally goofy this woman is. This Soma Halen. You realize that she comes from the gene pool of Deb Halen, and that's probably why we're getting the kind of radical environmentalism out of the interior secretary that we're getting. Asoma, the daughter, uh, who is, here we go, Kenny, who is non-binary. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean she doesn't describe as a woman or a man? Is that what that means? It's got to be one or the other, doesn't it? Well, I would think so. But what what does it, that exactly mean? What I, is non-binary? It, it just means that they just don't identify with a gender, I believe. Oh, well, it's it says she's non-binary. She identifies as queer and uses them and they pronouns as listed as the media organizer of the Pueblo Action Alliance on the group's website. She is just a goofy, radical environmentalist. She's connected to a lot of these very radical groups. Let me ask you this, Brad. At birth, when a baby is born, does the doctor still spank the baby? Is there still... (laughs) No, I'm asking this for a reason, because 
they do that to get the baby to start breathing, is my understanding. To, they they well, shock the baby. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, start crying. Yeah. Or actually, just a, if it starts and it's crying, not a spanking, then that means it's, it's breathing. You know, it's, no, it's just kind of a pat on the butt, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More than anything, yeah. Yeah. Many times it's actually on the back. It's just to kind of get the baby to start sucking oxygen. And, well, and I wonder if they going. still do that or... And, and maybe that's been something that's just been kind of a... Uh, a, a thing of a fantasy, not fantasy, but a thing of, uh, you know, that doesn't really happen on every occasion. But what I'm getting at is, does the doctor announce if it's a boy or a girl? Yes. Yeah. At least they did with my kids. And, and Kathy and I have six of them between us. <laughs> and they did in every one of those cases. They held a kid up by the legs, usually. Uh, that's what I remember. So they pull them all out, it's, and then they hold them up by the ankles, and they take a look at their genitalia area and okay. say, "Yep, that's a boy." I wonder. Or, nope, that's a girl. I, I wonder if this Soma's mother, prior to her being born, because you know, with the uh, the technology that we have, you can determine the dare I say sex of the baby. Yeah, is it going to be a boy? Is it going to be a girl? Well, there's no in between sure stuff, Brad. There's none of this. This, uh, well, no, it's not going to be a boy or a girl. It's going to be non-binary. No, it's going to be a boy or a girl. So they yeah. have a name chosen, don't they? A, a lot yes. of times. So they well, have a name chosen yeah. for a boy or a girl. Yet when that baby is born, that's when things start to get haywire. That's when things start to go uh, out of control. Oh, boy. I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm not it's not like I'm not paying attention to you. I am. I'm reading but I'm reading this story at the same time. Shortly after this recent protest that she was involved in, uh Halen, the Soma, the the tattooed wonder child here, posted a statement on Instagram in which they sought to distance themselves from their mother. She's trying to distance herself evidently from Deb. She said, "I have major dis depressive i have i have major depressive disorder and am neurodivergent in other ways what the hell is she well, talking about you know i mean that's fine but again at birth she was born a girl you're not born non-binary you're just not now i know yeah, there's a no. small percentage that are uh, born with both genitalia the uh, amorphodites i get that yes a very small less than one percent right from what i've been reading Anyway, we got to take. How a do break. you get well, on these topics? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I saw the picture of her, and I had to say, "Who in the world is this?" My God! And then our, ah, there we go. Anyway, we'll be back shortly. Yeah.